I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, May the 11th. Hope everyone had a a safe, happy, healthy weekend as we get back to another week of the new normal. We'll later on this week get into some more Philly-centric stuff. We'll continue to talk about some of the concerns for the team, but also some of the positives, also some general news surrounding the Phillies. Bryce Harper had some things to say about the Olympics and whatnot. We'll get into all that this week, but um, today, as we usually seem to do on Mondays, it's taking stock of where we are in regards to the return to play, and I'm sure it'll be a fair amount of that discussion this week, is it does seem like things are starting to ramp up a little bit here. This uh, started all start with the Trevor Plouffe rumor that July 1st baseball would be back and spring training would start in June and so on and so forth, and, and it's kind of grown since then. We've heard a lot of chatter about it now. Um, it seems like we are building towards that. Some issues to discuss along the way. Let's dive into the whole situation as um, Bob Nightingale uh, article today um, to dive into with some of the interesting stuff. We'll go through it and then some of the other issues facing this situation. Uh, starts with the mid-coronavirus pandemic. MLB owners will vote on historic revenue sharing plan. Uh, so Nightingale says, Major League Baseball owners with an abundance of optimism that baseball will be played this year. You like hearing that. Are scheduled to vote on a plan Monday, that's today, that will require teams to share at least 48% of their revenue with Major League Baseball Players Association this season. Two people with direct knowledge of the proposal told USA Today. The people, who spoke only on the condition of anonymity because they were unauthorized to discuss details, said the historic revenue sharing plan is integral to diminish revenue losses with games potentially being played without fans beginning in July. MLB MLB officials say that teams are expected to lose about 40% of their gross revenue from ticket sales, concessions, and parking. This would be the first time in history that MLB clubs would be willing to share their revenue with players, although it's a common in other sports. In the NFL, players get 48% of the revenue. NBA players get between 49 and 51% based on expected income. The proposal, Nightingale goes on, the proposal was initially shared with owners Thursday, revised Friday with owners on the executive committee, and will not be and will be submitted for a vote at a uh, noon conference call today, according to two people. The proposal is expected to be submitted to the union Monday evening. The union has balked at the idea that players should take a further pay cut since they already will lose about a half of their annual salary, with the season being reduced to 82 regular season games. 
They agreed to be paid on a prorated basis in their previous agreement on March 26th, which granted players a full year of service time if no season is played. We obviously discussed that in depth as it happened. Uh, Nightingale goes on, the owner's proposal also outlines details on scheduling, which will include the postponement of the All-Star Game, which was scheduled for July 14th at Dodger Stadium. Training camps, as previously reported, will begin in June with an opening day set of July 1st through July 4th range. Teams will have the option of hosting spring training 2.0 at their home facilities or at their spring training complexes in Arizona and Florida with the hope that all teams can stage games at their home ballparks during the season. According to two, uh, the two people, the traditional two-league, six-division structure will remain but teams will only play opponents in their division and the corresponding geographical division, uh, a league. So in other words, uh, like the New York Yankees, he says, would play only AL East and NL East opponents, while a team like the Dodgers would face AL West and NL West opponents. The owners have also agreed to expand the postseason from 10 to 14 teams, adding a wild card round adding an extra wild card round. They will also apparently vote on whether to implement a universal DH, which is likely to be a necessity considering the interleague play will constitute about 40% of games. The active rosters are expected to be inflated from 26 to 30, with a 20-man taxi squad consisting mostly of an organization's top minor league players being available all season. So interesting stuff in here. We're going to dive into all of it. Uh, Nightingale goes on. If teams are unable to play in their home ballparks, at least at the outset of the season, they could choose to share a major league facility with another team or play at their spring training complex. Yet the preference of all owners is that games are staged at their home ballparks. Um, so and they go on to say that, of course, health standards have to be met and safety and all that matters most. So um, a lot to dive into. Uh, obviously, from uh, a, a macro perspective, um, and we'll get more into this in just a second, but the, I think the biggest discussion point here is the owners and the players. The fact that the owners are asking the players to take another revenue cut um, as the players were supposed to get the prorated portion of their salary. Um, so if it's an 82-game season, you would get half of your salary. But baseball owners are saying, hey, since we're losing all this money on concessions and on parking and on people coming to games that instead we should just split whatever money's coming in. Okay, I have a few, a few thoughts on this. Um, first and foremost, on a very, very, very basic level and a macro basic level, they need to figure this out. This cannot be a situation where as this country is going through its its greatest depression recession in you know since the 1930s with millions upon millions upon millions of people losing their job over the last month alone the idea that billionaires and millionaires are going to potentially not have baseball be played because they're arguing about how much money everyone gets, is crazy. That is the definition of asinine. This needs to be solved. Players and owners need to figure it out. Because we're talking about a nation of people who is going through so much worse than any of these people are going through. This is not the time to be quibbling. And I know we're talking about a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. 
We're talking about a lot of money. Millions upon millions. I get it. But right now, from an optics perspective, I just think it would, it behooves everybody to not have this become some sort of public discussion. To not have it be, all oh, the players want to play, but the owners are trying to, to screw them money, and then they're going to fight back. And, and no baseball. I mean, that's a disaster if that happens. And I don't think that will happen. I think they will figure out a way to make it work. But that is a disaster, and that is, on a, on a most basic level, figure it out. Figure it out and don't do it publicly. Don't even make it a, a thing publicly. Don't let people even know that you're upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, there will be no mercy. There will be no feeling sad for billionaires or millionaires in this case. There just won't be, and nor should there be. And look, I get it. Not every Major League Baseball player is you know, a high-level millionaire or this or that or whatever. But for the most part, we're talking about a lot of people who make a lot more money than everyone else out there. And people who still have jobs and have an earning potential in the future. When we as a country are facing such a bigger issue. And there are so many people in this country who are out of work, whose futures, whose lives have been inalterably altered. In, in ex, just altered forever, you know, and, and who knows, may, and, you know, there'll be more jobs gotten back and all that, but like, I mean, we're talking about a real hit for a lot of people in this country, and to see owners and, and players potentially arguing over, you know, how they're going to split up this millions of dollars that isn't as many millions as it usually is, but is still millions of dollars, isn't going to ring, isn't going to uh, hold up well. It's not going to be something that people are going to respond positively to. There's not, nor should they. It's tone deaf. It's, um, it's a bad look. It'd be a really bad look for Major League Baseball. So I hope that this has not become some sort of public issue. As for the specifics of it, I mean, I understand both sides, but I am always, always someone who's going to fall on the side of the millionaires against the billionaires. That's just how I, the, the prism through which I see the world, um, but particularly in this case, look, I get it. Owners are going to have to take a hit this year. I get it. Sorry. Sorry. You know, that, that's really my, my feeling is I feel bad. I'm sorry. But at the same time, you can afford it a lot more than other people can. It's just the way of the world, you know? And I, I think that in this case, maybe the owners just have to take a hit so that baseball can come back for America, for the people. That's the way I look at it. And again, I understand that, that I, I think it's fair of them to ask the players to, to take another hit, but they did already agree, and I know that that agreement was based on the idea of fans being in stands, but they already agreed to, to have the prorated salary and to say, all right, when we come back, this is how it's going to work, and now they're kind of saying, all right, well, yeah, that was based on fans in the stands. We're not going to have fans in the stands, so we need to readdress this. I understand it. I'm okay with them trying to readdress it, but if it comes down to it, and if the players are the ones who put their, their feet in the ground and say, we're not budging on this, then I think the owners are the ones who have to yield. Like, you're the ones who have to say, all right, you know what? For the good of everybody, we're going to take the hit here. Because that's what's for the good of everybody. You know, and that's, that's what's needed in this situation. I mean, baseball needs to come back. And whatever it takes to get it there... I think that's what the owners have to do. And again, I know that I'm sure they're not psyched to, to lose money, but that's what it is. It happens. Like, it, it's, a, it's a real bummer. 
Um, Jeff Passan had an interesting article kind of about the um, implications of this uh, a few days ago. Um, talking about health, fair compensation on players' minds, says the MLBPA board members. Um, and the article goes, if the MLB players are going to put their health at risk, if and when the season gets underway, they want to be paid in full. Their full prorated salaries, according to several players who hold key leadership positions in the Major League Baseball Players Association. Players say health is first and foremost on their minds with fair compensation behind it. They believe the risk will be inherent due to the ongoing issues related to the coronavirus pandemic. It goes back to not having fans in the stands, Executive Board MLBPA Executive Board Member, New York Yankees catcher Chris Ionetta said in a phone interview with ESPN. If there's no fans in the stands, there's an intrinsic risk that players are going to undertake. There is an intrinsic risk that support staff and coaches are going to undertake. And we should get fairly compensated for taking that risk for the betterment of the game and the betterment of the owners who stand to make a huge profit off the game. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair stance to take. I agree with him. Uh, the article goes on. It's one of several talking points players are ready to make when the league finally presents its proposal to start the season, which could come as soon as today, tonight, tomorrow, somewhere in this range, according to multiple sources. Although the conversation over compensation is, is, is tied to the health risks, it's also a separate topic in and of itself. I don't think anything can be done until the safety can be guaranteed and we feel comfortable with it, said Andrew Miller, Cardinals reliever and board member. We want to put a good product on the field, but that's totally secondary to the health of the players. We're generally younger and healthier, but that doesn't mean our staff is. That doesn't mean umpires are going to be in the clear. It's not hard to get one degree of separation away from players who have kids who may have conditions or other family members that live with them. I'm confident before anything happens, we'll have to sort through those issues. He goes on, we understand that this year isn't going to be as financially rewarding for the ownership groups, but there is a higher risk this season. If it's not safe to bring fans into games, you're still asking us to play. There's certainly a risk there. Travel is limited to essential, and we're traveling. That means risk is involved. This is interesting stuff, and I find myself agreeing with Andrew Miller. You know, I find myself agreeing with the Players Association. You know, um, they go on to say, Miller says, the way our sport works, we're not tied to revenue in any way. If the owners hit a home run and make more money, we don't go back and ask for more on our end. Ultimately, this isn't about money. We need to find a way to get safely to safely get our players on the field in a safe manner and control that. I would hope this doesn't turn into anything regarding that stuff, talking about the finances. I think he's 100% right here. The players are taking a risk, and I appreciate that. And yes, they're getting paid handsomely for it. But to try and change what they get paid now because you're not going to make as much money, I think is is not highlighting enough the risks they are taking to come back and play. You know, it's not like the owners are going to be traveling with them. It's not like the owners are going to be in the dugout with them or in the locker room with them, the clubhouse with them, right? I mean, they're not taking the same level of risks. And again, I think on a basic level, the point Miller makes makes a lot of sense to me. The idea that if every team sells out at stadiums all year and concessions are through the roof and this and that, it's not like they go back to the players and say, hey, guess what? We made more money. Here's more money. That's not the way baseball works. And the players don't go back to them and say, hey, give us, give us some more of that money you made because you made more than we thought you were, you were going to make. Can we get some of that? That doesn't work that way. And I know that this is a, a incredibly unique 
scenario that we're dealing with now, obviously, as we all know. But I think that in this situation where the players are the ones taking on all the risk, they're the ones who are putting their families at risk, as Miller pointed out. I mean, there are potential for, you know, look, you might not be able to see certain people because they have underlying health conditions or this or that, or maybe you are, and that's even putting more people at risk. I mean, they're taking that risk more than ever. And at this point to say, ah, we're not making as much as we want to make, so you're going to have to take it too. When they have contracts that are signed under a certain type of revenue sharing system, and then you want to do a, and I get it's a unique situation, but you want to do a one-year thing for this situation just because you know you can't have fans in the same, and that's disingenuous to me. Again, I think the owners have to take the hit. I just think that's the situation we're in. And for the most part, they can all afford it. And that's a separate issue. I get it. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, they should always take the hit. In this case, they need to take the hit. It's what it is. Like, again, I, I think that players are going to have to assume some risk. We've talked about that a lot. The Trouts and Kershaw's and all that. Like, they're going to have to take some risks. They're going to have to be willing to, you know, live their life a certain way to make baseball happen. And they're going to have to put themselves into some dangerous or more dangerous situations than other people might have to. And yes, it might not be them affected directly, but coaches, families, all that type of stuff. There are a lot of people who are in higher risk groups who are associated with that. So I side with the players here. I really do. And, and again, it's not like the players are saying pay us for the full season. They're saying we play 82 games. We deserve to get paid our salary for 82 games. And I think that's fair. I get it. It's a unique situation, and I understand where the owners are coming from in the sense that, you know, you don't want to just, you know, you don't want to not make 40% of the same amount of money you were going to pay, but still have to pay out what you would normally have paid because it's a different set of circumstances. I can understand it. I don't think the owners are, you know, being total jerks or anything like that. I do understand their, their line, where they're coming from, what is fueling this type of angle for them. I get it. But at the same time, I think sometimes situations just suck. And I have no problem with the owners going to the players and trying to to get a better deal, so to speak. But my problem comes when that whole situation could potentially lead to baseball not being played or it becoming some sort of public dispute where there's a chance that baseball doesn't get paid over millionaires and billionaires arguing. That's where you get into a real problem area for me. When we're in a situation where America and the people of America, all of us are going through what we're going through, and the chance for sports to return and to give us normalcy and some sense of escape and something positive to think about and something positive to talk about and something that can truly raise the the hopes of a nation, can make us all feel just a little bit better. And even if that is frivolous, even if it is something that on a, on a real basic level, I mean, we're talking about baseball, which maybe to you and to me is something that truly matters. I understand that on the grand scheme, it is not. But in this sense, it can be. It can be more than that. It can be a symbol that that 
everything's going to be okay. That we're going to get back to being able to live life the way we want to live it, the way that we've grown accustomed to living it. There's so much more at stake here than just the return of sports. You know, it's, it's a much bigger thing. And for that to potentially in any way, shape, or form be impeded by billionaires and millionaires saying, nah, I think you got to give us a little more money. Oh, no, it's not fair. We want more money. Ah, you can't take money away from us. I mean, that's just not going to play well. It's not. Like, it's going to be a terrible, horrendous look for baseball. And then everybody loses. That's the problem. And again, I think what ultimately is going to happen is I think ultimately everyone's going to have to give a little bit, right? I think ultimately in the end, the owners are going to have to say, all right, well, how about this? How about we give you 80% of your salary and this? Or we do this and then that or whatever. I mean, there's, they're, they're going to they're gonna figure this out. I believe they will figure it out. I think there are too many forces at play here, too many powerful forces that want baseball to happen for it not to happen for something like this. But at the same time, there's the chance for it to happen and it be uh, something that is bandied about in only the most positive of ways and the most excited of ways. And then there's a chance for it to become a, a ugly stain on something that's already ugly and sad and depressing enough. Like, I think that's the biggest takeaway from all this is, is man, you can't be seen fighting about millions and billions of dollars when America is where it is right now. It's just, it's a big mistake. It's a big, big mistake, in my opinion, for the way this could shake out. And I'm hoping, I'm praying that the owners can come to their senses and give the players a proposal that they know the players would be fools not to accept. And then maybe the players are, are given a little bit, but ultimately, like, again, to Andrew Miller and Chris Iannetta's points, it is fair to say that in this situation, the, the players are the ones taking on the risk. The players are the ones putting their themselves and their family's health on the line. And right now, we still don't know exactly what that entails in terms of testing, in terms of the whole situation. We don't know everything. There's still a lot of questions to be answered. We've talked about this a lot as this goes. There's so many logistical issues to this that still need to be solved in one way or another. But the most basic thing I can say is is don't fight about money right now. And I get, again, money's part of this. It's Again, there's a huge part of this. why they have to send this proposal to the players to begin with. It's why they have to agree that the way this works, it's a business. I get it. I get it. I'm just telling you that these guys all fighting over money and how it's all going to shake out and who gets what and and trying to take money out of players' mouths or playing, trying to whatever. I mean, it's going to look bad. It's not going to play well, nor should it. You deserve to get ripped apart if that's what happens. So let's hope they can figure this out because it does seem, again, that as that article said, the Nightingale article, everyone's optimistic. Like it feels like this is going to happen. It feels like baseball is going to be there. That we're going to get like an 82 game season, a sprint to the finish, and it's going to be fun as hell. Like that feels like where we're headed. There's just these little logistical issues, and they're not little. I get it, but there are these log- logistical issues that need to be figured out. And then once they are, and people are hopefully not 
arguing over money when so many people don't have money and so many people don't have jobs right now. Um, that if they could figure this out without it becoming that sort of public squabble, then I think everyone's going to be really happy and we're going to have baseball back. All right, um, tomorrow we will dive into the, the specifics of this. Like, what would it look like if the Phillies are just playing the NL and the AL East? I mean, that's a fascinating thing. Would the Phillies benefit from having a DH? Another really fascinating angle this is, you know, it does make sense. If 40% of the games are are, are interleague games, and yeah, I think you almost have to have a universal DH. That's going to be fascinating, how it all shakes out, how it applies to the Phillies. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll continue to wait to hear how the Players Association responds to the proposal once it is submitted tonight or tomorrow, whenever that is. That will obviously be a lot to discuss. We'll just stay on top of all this and really follow this situation as it goes, but it does seem on a basic level hopeful that we're going to have baseball in, in a month and a half, which would be just amazing. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's hope the millionaires and billionaires can sort this out without it becoming a bigger public squabble than it needs to be in. We'll just keep trudging along and, and keep hoping and keep uh, paying attention. And tomorrow we'll talk about what it means to the Phillies, how it could affect them, and continue to talk Phillies all week. And continue to find our way through this until hopefully everyone can figure this out and we can have baseball back, which is all we want right now. So um, until tomorrow, we'll dive into some deeper details of this plan, how it affects the Phillies, and, uh, and continue to uh, do what we do. Um, so until then, stay healthy, stay safe, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.